Hello and welcome to the GCV podcast. Here with the two Daves. Two. In the in this show, it's all about diving deep into the Word of God and responding to questions about the Bible. Today, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and Paracles. Yes. <laughs> so, welcome everybody. Um, so cool to have you guys. I just want to share right off the beginning my favorite quote from the Sunday. Becca loved it as well. Is having so much faith that we, faith that we run into the hell with fire pistols. Water guns with water guns. Having so much having so much faith, you're gonna invade hell with a water pistol. And uh, that's, so that's a very Texan thing to say. So, uh, but you know, hey, sometimes you get charged up with that kind of faith. You just you, know, you have so much faith in what God's gonna do that you're not intimidated by anything that the enemy may throw out there. That's and right. uh, you know, so. And also, just what a crazy visual. I mean, could you imagine like having a Nerf super soaker and just going in there? Completely unrealistic, but hilarious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll have some theologians out there, you know, argue Cring the... Cringing. Yeah, right argue the... Uh, uh, how that is not a valid uh, biblical point, but hey, still. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, that's for sure. How are you doing, Pastor Dave? I'm doing great. And uh it hadn't rained too much today. This is no. the first Tuesday in a while. It rained I think a little earlier today, but I'm uh, glad for the sun. I yes. To say. It's nice. Not too hot, but Is the sun out? I've yes. not been out of my office in a while. Yes, so it is I've been, very it's nice. Tuesday. I've been holed up in this office <laughs> making phone calls and doing the pastor thing. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so we're talking about Paracles. Yes, the Paraclete, the oh, Holy paraclete. Spirit. Yes, not, not not with a C, but with a T. Paraclete. Yes, Paraclete. Okay, so explain to me what does the Paraclete? What does it mean? Paraclete means uh, it's it's a Latin word that's derived from Paracletus, which is a Greek word. Uh, para uh, means. Uh, to, to walk beside or to assist. Cleat means to be summoned or to call. So it actually means called in aid. Called uh, in aid. Uh, summoned help. Summoned help. And like in a in a battle when you try to call in for reinforcements? Yeah, like if, if you think about it, a police officer that, you know, he, he goes, answers a call, and when he gets there, he realizes that the crime that's going on is a lot bigger than what he can handle by himself, so he starts calling him back up, you know, okay. and so, you know, calls him back up and you got several other squad cars that, that, you know, all of a sudden now the police presence is even bigger or, or same thing in battle. You know, uh, you've got, you got some troops trying to move into, to a, an area, but they realize that that area is pretty fortified. So they may call in say an airstrike. Okay. And now you got planes coming over, dropping bombs and missiles to clear out the area. Uh, well, they called in help. And, and that's really what the Holy Spirit does for us. We Life is big, and, and the enemy doesn't play fair. And, uh, you know, within my own power, I, I don't have the power to overcome sin mm. and, and the power of sin. Yet we've, we've been delivered from that. And then the Holy Spirit gets called in uh, to my life to, to help me overpower the enemy, to help me overpower uh, sin in my life. And, and every situation... Uh, no matter how simple it is, I've got, I've got backup. I've got help. I've got assistance, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, even even a an an advocate. You know, uh, it can it can mean advocate or uh, comforter. But anyway, it's it's uh, the the Greek word is paraclete. It just means uh, called in assistance. Called in assistance, and it was Jesus that promised to send 
reinforcement essentially yeah yeah they you know the disciples weren't really happy because he started talking about you know going back to jerusalem and started dropping hints that he was going to be given his life huh. and that, he, that, that he wouldn't be there anymore uh that he was going to be going away and they kind of they didn't like that number one because they loved him and they had a relationship with him and secondly uh in their mind they still thought that this deliverance and freedom that he kept talking about was uh, from the Roman Empire. Yeah, leading a rebellion against the Roman Empire. So mm. they still they were still processing things, and you know they, they're kind of like, what What are you talking about? You got to leave us. And and he was saying, hey, don't don't be upset. Uh, he said, matter of fact, at one point he said, actually, it's good that I leave because uh, the Father's going to send this Paraclete, this other advocate. Uh, Jesus is our advocate. Paul says that if we sin. Uh, we have an advocate with the Father or a lawyer with the Father. Uh, in other words, technically, it's Jesus saying, hey, uh, they may have messed up, but look, here's my blood. you know. And then the Father sees his blood, per se. You know, that's kind of the symbolism. Uh, but but Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, uh, where now the this other advocate, the Holy Spirit, he said, look, if, if I've got to leave, but I'm, I'm going to tell the Father to send another advocate, another paraclete, and uh, he's going to remind you about everything I've taught you. And he's going to teach you even more truth. Oh, wow. And and lead you and guide you into that truth. And and then the awesome thing is, he said, and he'll never leave you. So and They might have even misunderstood that then. If they thought Jesus was to free them from the Roman Empire and he uses a military term saying, I'm actually going to send reinforcements. Yeah. They might have even thought, okay, so this he's this guy's going to come and help sure, us. Sure, yeah, <laughs> hey, we, we got and, some more troops coming in, man. We This rebellion's about to really take place. But then Jesus died and they realized, actually, it's probably completely different than we actually thought. Yeah, it, it may have not been until the day of Pentecost that they, because the Holy Spirit illuminates. That's one of the things he does. That may have given them the uh, the revelation and understanding and illumination of oh, that's what it really this means. this is not a rebellion against the Romans. It's a rebellion against this sin this, and death. Yeah, sin and death and the world system, uh, the the fallen world system of sin and disobedience. Yeah, you know. So that's very interesting, and it it almost feels like with like Jesus. Like, because there are certain Jews that kind of thought they had it all together, right? There are certain Jews that thought, yeah, I'm keeping all the commandments. But then Jesus is almost, like, upping them all. He's saying, like, you're not supposed to do this. Like, it says in the scripture, you're not supposed to do this. But I'm telling you, don't do even this instead. Yeah, yeah. And so the Jews must have felt like, I I can't do it alone. And And Jesus is saying, yes, that's right because of that i'm sending you an advocate yeah yeah realizing hey i realize within your own humanity you know you're still dealing with a fallen situation yeah uh, a sinful nature that you've got to battle and and hey i'm i'm gonna send i'm gonna send you help someone who's gonna give you the power yeah so the paraclete the advocate is a is a term for the holy spirit yes is is that is that the only way to describe the Holy Spirit, or are there other ways to describe the Holy Spirit? Oh no, there's there's uh, the Holy Spirit has other descriptions. Jesus happened to use the the, the description there, um, Paraclete, or, or mm-hmm. you know he's 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 likened to uh, at one point you know some translations say the Comforter. He's going to send the Comforter down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a wonderful thought! Yeah, you know, these guys were about to lose 
their their rabbi, their master, their mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of them, their best friend, uh, someone they love dearly. Mm-hmm. And yet he was he said, "No, I'm I'm not going to leave you uh, as orphans per se. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send this comforter back." Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's been called the comforter. He's he's called advocate. He's called spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's called uh, an intercessor. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit's called that. Uh, uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, he's likened to a dove. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, uh, John the Baptist saw him, uh, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, like like a dove come and mm-hmm. uh, you know, rest upon Jesus at, at the time of his baptism. Uh, now, was this a physical dove or, or maybe just something that resembled a dove? I mean, that's, you know, who knows? But but the point is, it was, uh, you know, and there's, there's all kind of incredible... You know, if you start studying doves, you know, some some incredible characteristics That's interesting. that you can you can uh, associate with the Holy Spirit as well. Uh, at one point, Jesus called it uh, called him living water. Okay, it's really interesting because if you want to understand attributes of the Holy Spirit, and I'm probably getting way ahead of myself by a few weeks, <laughs> but study water. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, matter of fact, when we first see the Holy Spirit, I talked about it in Genesis chapter one verse two. Uh, the Holy Spirit is hovering. Over the face of the water. Yeah, well, he, what is he using there for the Holy Spirit? Was the he he was part of the uh, creation process. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the Book of Job said that he, yeah, that that he he designed the stars through his spirit. You know, yeah. and and uh, so I I think the Holy Spirit isn't. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he was assigned. Uh, uh, the the creation and attributes of water or whatever yeah uh-huh, who, who knows yeah. what that could have been because if you if you think about water uh water always flows to the lowest point okay and that's you know that's where the holy spirit the the bible says where where we are weak he is strong mm. so the holy spirit will gravitate to the very lowest point in your wow. life and start filling in that gap so god isn't isn't working necessarily where you feel like you're strong where you think you have it all together but he's actually working in the places where you are yeah, he's he's you know I, I I mean I think he'll work all over you know, all all mm-hmm. over your life but but yeah where he's where he is able to show himself the most powerful it's where where you're the lowest and uh, that's one reason why sometimes when you go through the lowest points in your life that's where you can experience him in some of the greatest ways I've I've experienced him over the last two years uh, in some of the most powerful ways and and it's because he he tends to gravitate toward. Uh, the lowest points, you know, mm. uh, water also will, uh, it, you know, it, we, we, we want to sit there. Sometimes you, 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 you think, Oh man, the way that the world is or the way these attitudes are, or where, how the press or the media or the global governments are, you know, thwarting the Holy spirit. No, the Holy spirit finds a way to, to get around all that stuff. Mm. Just like water. You can try your best to keep water out of an area mm-hmm. and somehow or another water is going to just, it's going to go around yeah. and find yeah. a way to get in, you know, and that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So all of these things, they're like attributes of the Holy Spirit. Um, but paraclete itself doesn't mean Holy Spirit. Is that where that's better suited for Holy Spirit? Uh, yeah, paraclete itself, uh, you know, any anyone could have been a paraclete. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just the, the term. A, uh, a, a description almost. Yeah, uh, the Holy Spirit would ultimately just be the... Uh, the spirit of God, mm-hmm. uh, the spirit of Christ, and, and uh, 
Which the, I th- the presence of God. I think they translated from pneuma in the New Testament. Yeah, pneuma would be Greek uh, for and, spirit, uh, life, essence. It, it, mm-hmm. it can be applied to the Holy Spirit. It can also be applied to wind, uh, wind or breath. breath. Uh, which, it, it can be applied to man, uh, the the, mm-hmm. the essence and life force of man. Yeah. Also. And I think in the Old Testament, the word that is linked to pneuma is ruach. Yeah, ruach. And it even sounds like a breath. Yeah, ruach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ruach. And so. that's interesting because God breathed yes. his spirit into us. So there's actually the literal connection of how yes. they think about the Holy Spirit. Almost not. It doesn't look like us humans. It, it's more like it's the like, wind. Yeah, it's like formless. Almost it's, the breath of God. You, you don't see it, but you can feel and sense it's... The results of it, you yeah. Know? Uh, we don't see our breath, you know. Uh, even when we go, hey, I can see my breath. It's cold outside. Well, you're not really seeing your breath. You're seeing a result of uh, moisture and temperature and all that mm. stuff caused by your breath. Which, ironically, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, second chapter of Acts, it was we a a wind, a rushing mighty oh, wind. Yeah. That's right. Breath. That's right. That's so, so interesting. So, so the Bible really tries to bring this point home that it yeah. is like the wind, and whenever we see wind, it's I guess another attribute then that yeah. we can compare to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Which which kind of leads to you know um, a lot of times in very you know, certain uh, Christian backgrounds and certain Christian pockets, they you know they're very leery about. The moving of the Holy Spirit, you know, mm. uh, just let the Holy Spirit kind of be, you know, third person in the the Godhead or whatever. But uh, you know, you don't you don't necessarily see the Holy Spirit, but you can very much sense mm-hmm. and detect uh, his his presence and his activity. You know, yeah, very much like the wind. So. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that there are also many different descriptions and terms for mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that's. That's just there for the, the use. They're, they're not doing this to confuse us. They're doing this to, for different situations. They try try to bring a different point home yeah. for us to understand what God is like. In the same way that Jesus shares different parables to explain what the kingdom of God is like. Oh, absolutely. Is it correct? You know, yes. Well, it's like if, if I was going to describe you to someone, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would talk about all the various things that you, you know. Oh, David. Yeah, his personality. He's kind of like this. He does this. You know, I mean, you, you, mm. you run tech at church, but you're not just a techie, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're so also, you're all, well, you're also a man of God. You're called to preach and, and, mm-hmm. and you have, you have preached at, at gathering church, but also, uh, in, in other congregations mm-hmm. and, you know, but yet you're not just a preacher either. No. You're, you know, you're a husband, yep. uh, you're a friend, you're a son, you're, you know, so there's, there's all these different words that we're going to apply to you so that people get a richer yeah. understanding depending on what context you want yes. to use it and what yeah. point you want to bring home you would describe me in a different way yeah and that's that's all the word of god's trying so to when, do with the when, holy spirit whenever we see in the old or the new or the old testament words for the holy spirit it's actually good to kind of look what does it originally mean yes what's the original words what else is this word being applied to yes and what can i learn about it about the attributes of god absolutely in this sense Absolutely. So a tool that I would actually recommend for that, um, doing a little plug for a different ministry, is the Blue Letter Bible or the Bible Hub. Oh, yeah. Two, yeah. two both, great... both are powerful tools. Yes. Um, it takes a time of getting into it, but it's so worth it, especially if you want to look, what is the original meaning? Yes. And then trying to figure out um, 
yeah, like where else is it used? What other translations is there? What possibly can that other mean? Yeah. Just to get a deeper understanding. So for the listener there, a little a little um, tool if you want to go steeper by, uh, deeper by yourself. It's a little bonus that Mr. Lambert <laughs> just threw out to you. Look at that. Free it, of charge. Uh, in John 14, you said, uh, oh no, it says that um, if we love him, we be- and we will obey his commandments and he will send us the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Yes. My question is, is keeping the commandments a requirement for us to receive the Holy Spirit? Well, understanding what he meant by, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now he did, he, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily talking about the 10 commandments, although he, he, he was very much an advocate of, uh, for these Jews to, to not throw the law away, mm-hmm. uh, but, but showed that it was a teacher to, to teach them, teach them how to live. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the crux of his commandments were, you know, if you, if you were to sum it, a lot of it up, it was repent, turn away from your sin. Yeah. Matter of fact, that was his first sermon he ever preached. He stole it mm-hmm. straight from John the Baptist, his cousin, you know, John the Baptist was preaching, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, first time, first recorded sermon Jesus did, he, he stole a sermon. How about that? He said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I think supposedly so, he used a lot of different rabbinic yes. teachings, like from all over the place. He kind yeah, of combined yeah. them. He oh. kind of combined them and connected the dots so that these, these folks, a lot of what he was teaching wasn't necessarily brand new for some of these yeah. folks. It was just the, the way that he connected, they were like, ah, I get it now. Yeah. But, but a lot of his main commands typically were repent or, or turn away from your sin, uh-huh. you know, doing about face and then, and then believe in me mm-hmm. and believe in the one who sent me. Yeah. Uh, and matter of fact, at one point he said, if you believe in me, you're actually believing in the one who sent me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, of course at, at the last supper, he said, I, I, I give you a new command to love each other the way that I've loved yeah. you. You love each other that way. Uh, uh, love God. Yeah. With his, all your heart, the greatest all two might, commands. Yes. All your soul. And, and then, then, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And so and all the law is combined in these two into laws. those commands. But, it, but when you think about the new birth, you know, the command that we have is, uh, to, to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth uh-huh. that, that he, Jesus, that, that he's Lord, that, that he, that he died, yeah. that he rose from the dead. Uh, in three three days. So, in other words, we we confess the gospel story. Yeah. We, we confess. We believe in our heart, and we confess it with our mouth. Um, and so so that and that's the crux of his command. You know, hey, to repent and believe in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how do you believe in? Well, I believe he is who he said he said he was, and, and I believe that he he died for my sins. And I believe that he rose from the dead in three mm-hmm. days, uh, and because of that, I am cleansed. I am I am free, and and that that. At that point, he said, I will send the advocate. I'll have the Father send the advocate, mm-hmm. this Holy Spirit, to to indwell in you. And then to almost help us to f- finish with his commandments, to finish, like, off loving. Oh, yeah. Now loving. now you're empowered to, you know, love to, even more. to live a righteous life, which would be the commandments of God. You know? Yeah. And, and not only that, the Holy Spirit brings the law of God and puts it in your heart. So yeah. it's, you know, it's not a matter of keeping track of a bunch of of uh laws you know mm-hmm. it's that no those laws are now part it's it's a firmware update if yeah you, if you want to think of it think of it that way uh now now all these commands are in your heart and and you can you have the power to be active even if even if you don't know mm-hmm. some of what some of these commands are you start living a righteous life you know because yeah. when the holy spirit becomes active in your life 
uh, I've talked to people that, you know, they, they came to the Lord. They didn't have a lot of teaching. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but yet all of a sudden they knew immediately that, uh, they knew immediately that, oh man, I need to stop doing this or, you know, I, I don't think God's pleased with this or that. Yeah. Well, that's the Holy Spirit in them putting, putting their law, you know, putting yeah. the law of God in their heart. Yeah. You know, so, and if it says that, like, if you, if you love me, you'll keep my command. It almost sounds like, well, that's what you naturally will do. If you love me, like, if you love me, you will want to keep my command. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's just, you wouldn't be loving me otherwise. Like absolutely. if you love something, you want to make this like become like it, yes. like, like you become similar to your spouse or you yes. in certain way, not, no, not completely obviously, but in certain ways you start. No, it's very, it's a very sim similar. Yeah. You become similar in certain things, the way that you talk, maybe or use certain yeah. anecdotes. Well, we are the bride of Christ. And yeah. so, so, you know, if you love your spouse, there are certain things that you start forming your life mm -hmm. uh, to accommodate, yeah, their their desires and their wishes and yeah, you know, um, and not out of slavery or not out of you know it's not just because you love them. Yeah, it's like oh hey I love this woman so now I want to please her and this makes her happy. Hey yeah I'm gonna do it this way or yeah. you know I'll 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 cook it this way or I'll clean this way or I'll you know mm -hmm. uh, you know she likes it of the of the yards manicured. Hey give me that weed eater man I'm gonna go do it. Uh, you know, love love will make you do all kind of things you mm -hmm. never thought that you would be willing to do. And how powerful it is yeah. when we love Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And what powerful things we can do in that way. Absolutely. That and 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 yet yet folks will sit there and think, man, if I how how am I gonna live a godly life when I've lived this way all along, you know, this this horrible way all along or whatever. But that's that's what the Holy Spirit comes. He comes and says, "Hey, old I'm... song, Power of Love." <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Huey Lewis had that song. Yeah. And uh, and it says, "He will never leave me. The Holy Spirit will never leave me when I, if I love Jesus." What a comforting thought! That's what like... a comforting thought! If if you know, that that He will never leave you. Hmm. Um, I guess the only exception is if I don't love Jesus anymore. If I just if I actively choose to not follow Him anymore. Well, you know, it's it's. I I think that we can render the Holy Spirit dormant in our life. You know, that we can refuse to allow him, you know, he's, he's a gentleman. He's not going to possess you and force you to do anything, but, but unlike demon possession. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike yeah, demon, yeah. Demon possession would be a, a, a counterfeit and, mm -hmm. and is a, almost a spiritual raping, if you will. Uh, uh, you know, where they, there it's forced upon you per se, but the, but, but the, the infilling of the Holy spirit, you know, he's, well, even if, even if you're a Christian, he's not going to force you to do things. You uh -huh. know, you've you've got to be willing to submit to him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and 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 of course, we get into some the theological area by me saying this that you know theologians have debated this for many years, and mm -hmm. you know, we, and we're not going to answer. Yeah, this we're, today we're not. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to solve it here on this mic. But but at the same time, you know, uh, me as a dad, uh, I love my daughters more than life itself and I would lay down my life for them in a heartbeat. Um I I can't think of one thing that they could do hmm. that I would ever sit there and go, you're not my daughter anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh now they could hurt me, they could disappoint me. Um they could choose to walk away and not have any contact with me. Mm. And that would be their choice. But it doesn't mean that in my heart I'm, you know, uh 
we can leave Jesus, but Jesus won't leave us. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's the Almost. thing is, you know, David said, I can make my bed in hell and there you are God, you know? Uh, mm. now, you know, of course there's, there's a lot of folks that will debate this or that, or once saved, always saved or eternal salvation or, or, or you know, how, uh, how secure is our salvation, all this stuff. And that's not, that's not even what, what, that's uh, not the point. Yeah. That's not the, what I'm even trying to get into. What I, what I'm saying is, you know, when, if, if Jesus is telling me that this advocate's never going to leave me, uh, all I know is there, there's been times uh, throughout my life. Yeah, I've walked with God since I was 10, nine years old mm-hmm. and, and encountered the Holy spirit at 10 years old, uh, with, was baptized in his wonderful presence. But, but I, um, you know, there were times that I would get frustrated or there were times uh, as a teenager, I was rebellious or even, even within my young adult life, you know, I would just, I would, I would just get frustrated about life itself and, and could, you know, no matter what, um, I never sensed his presence leave me. Even when I tried to say, look, I'm done with all this and, and tried to walk away, uh, it's almost like I had my bags packed and was at the bus station and I looked up and there he was. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, man, I'm going with you. (laughs) You What would you say to those people that feel like God is distant? God is not close to them because there are people out there that feel like this frequently in their life that just God is not near to me. God is not close to me. How can I ever feel like God is? Yeah. Like with me. Um, I would say that I, I don't think that I I don't think that your sin I don't, I don't think there's any way for you to be able to outrun the love of God. Mm. I think His love is so vast. I think His grace is so huge, and I think it goes beyond anything that we can comprehend. And and uh, you know I I, I think uh, you know, you, you may think that you've wandered a million miles from home, but if you'll turn around, you'll realize you're only one step back to home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, uh, you're, you're not as far as what, just because you felt that way or the enemy has convinced you of it or some religious, uh, some religious police, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, has tried to convince you that you're a million miles away from God. Uh, you exist inside of God, uh, this whole realm exists inside of God. You know, you're, you're, you're only a heartbeat away from him. Mm-hmm. So, and, and one decision away from him. So, yeah. Um, you talked also, or the, this Bible passage in John 14 talks also about that the spirit leads us into truth. Um, and Ryan talked on the stage this last Sunday about that. There might be different voices inside us that. Like there might be the sure. voice of God, there might be the voice of the enemy, or maybe even our own voice. Yes. How do we know? Like, and this Bible passage claims that the the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. Yes. How can we identify or discern which one is the voice of truth of all of these things that are going on sure. in our brain? Because there's so much. How do I know I'm not just making this up? How do I know it's not just the enemy saying these things to confuse me, to sure. to, to bring me away? How do I know which voice is actually from God? Um, I'm probably going to oversimplify this, but sometimes you have to start at a simple point to, to be able to kind of grow. First of all, the Holy Spirit, uh, the, Jesus said, he'll only speak what he hears the Father say. Hmm. And so so the word of God will always back up anything that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. For instance, you know, the, the word of God is going to give us some 
good concrete uh, principles to live by, the Holy Spirit, his, it's his job to apply it to our life, to show us how to apply it to every situation. So uh, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is leading you or, or saying something to you, you should be able to find at least the spirit of the word, uh, uh, you know, or the principle behind what the Holy Spirit is saying within the word of God. Um, so so the, there's three voices, three main voices you're going to encounter. Uh, one's going to be the enemy. One's going to be you. You know, mm-hmm. your flesh, your car, your your just your carnal nature mm-hmm. or egoic nature, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, and then the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the the enemy is the author of confusion, and so if you're if you're encountering confusion, that's not going to be from God. Uh, the Holy Spirit reveals and illuminates. He doesn't confuse. That's not his job. Or fear. Uh, yeah, fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit will fill you with faith. Uh, you will not. Yeah, the enemy is going to fill you with fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, the enemy is not going to. Uh, the enemy would never ask you to be obedient to the word of God. Mm. The enemy is not going to ask you to go bless somebody. Uh, the enemy is never going to ask you to do something that will involve you participating in the kingdom of God somehow or another. Whether it's just sharing your faith, getting involved in church, blessing people in your own house. Uh, the enemy is not going to ask you to go show love. <laughs> To somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, his, his whole, uh, MO is that the enemy comes to, uh, steal, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. So if, if what you feel like you're being told is going to bring about, uh, loss, or if it's going to bring about, uh, death of mm-hmm. some sort, or if it's going to bring about destruction, confusion, uh, division, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that that right there will tip you off. Now, sometimes it's not always, uh, it's not not always cut and dry, you know, or it's not always obvious. Uh, but but with prayer, the Holy Spirit will will, will show you. Uh, now, how then? How do I know? How, how, how does Master Yoda say? Fear, fear leads to hate, and hate leads to the dark sides. Yes, something like that. <laughs> that, that that's that's almost like the, how the the enemy works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everything is rooted in fear. Absolutely. And hate and, and can, confusion. Can you say that in Yoda's voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder if I could preach in Yoda's voice how people would receive that. <laughs> Today, if Bibles you have, turn to First Luke. I can see how you're concentrated to, to no, get the yeah, right words. That's right. The, notice, notice. Get, get, get the words in the wrong order out. <laughs> Yoda would, he would like to read from Luke because he really believes Luke. So, uh, so, so, so that's going to leave two voices. You've got yeah. the Holy Spirit. You've got your own voice. Well, your egoic nature. Well, first of all, uh, you know, your flesh or your egoic nature, uh, wants to, um, and, and your your flesh isn't necessarily evil. It's just terrestrial. Mm-hmm. And it, it's flesh, so it can't understand things of the Spirit. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you to do things that your ego or your flesh will mm-hmm. try to talk you out of. Like what? And the reason why it's trying to talk you out of it is it's designed to protect you. Yeah. It's designed to take care of you. It, it's uh, designed to look out for you. And, and it has almost like a short-term view of everything. Yeah, it, it can't understand eternal principles because it's just, it's terrestrial. It's right here, right mm-hmm. now. And so uh, so if all of a sudden you're, you are feeling prompted to step out of your comfort zone 
to do something. That's not from yourself. Yeah, it's probably not going to be from your flesh. Chances are. And now I will say this. The the other way to check, perhaps you are being prompted to get out of your comfort zone. But one thing that the flesh loves, the flesh does love. Your egoic nature does love praise. Mm-hmm. It loves being pumped up. It loves being complimented. Mm-hmm. And uh, the limelight shown on it. And so if if that's where at the point you, you, you then check the motive. Okay. Yeah. I'm being prompted to do something that I'm not comfortable with to get out of my comfort zone, but what's my motive. And if it's man, ultimately I know I'm going to get some attention out of this. Well, okay. Maybe it is your flesh. You need to pray about it. But, yeah. but ultimately if, if not like for, for instance, I'll, I'll give a really quick life example. Uh, I was years ago. I was, I was youth pastor uh, I had my youth group at a youth camp. Uh, there was a powerful altar service. Kids were giving their heart to the Lord, and uh, which tends to happen at youth camp. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I got like saved six times like over the years at youth camp. No, I'm teasing. So <laughs> people freak out when I say that. Uh, but you know, anyways, kids were kids were down at, at the altar giving their heart to the Lord. I mean, God was really moving. Uh, I was praying. Uh, actually, I, I was just praying with some of the kids in my own youth group, and there was another youth pastor couple that were there. It was a, it was a man and woman and a young couple and uh the the lady uh the the wife was uh, i'm sure was a wonderful person she was just really grumpy and grouchy matter of fact to the point that i i just didn't know if she liked kids or not i was i kind of questioned as to why she was even there at youth camp because she didn't really seem happy about it but so I just kind of tried to avoid them because they she would she she had gotten into some arguments with some of the other leadership <laughs> at camp and stuff mm-hmm. and I just was like you know I'm just gonna stay over here and stay happy in the Lord and in the in the middle of praying with kids I felt prompted to go speak uh, there were there was some uh, very powerful prophetic words the Lord wanted me to go speak over their child and I was like Lord they they don't have children. And he said, I want you to go speak over their child. And I said, okay, well, is she pregnant? He wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me. It's like, is she pregnant? And he said, I want you to go speak over their child. And I said, okay, I don't even think she likes kids. I don't think she's going to want me to go pray. I'm sitting there arguing with him, right? And I finally said, okay, fine. I'm going to go do this. And I went over there and just told them both, hey, look, the Lord, the Lord told me to come over here and pray over your child. And she started weeping. And I said, I was like, see, I told you. She's like, please, no, don't give me a child. That's what I thought, right? I was trying to read her intentions and that was wrong of me. But I did. I, I prayed over them and there were some specific things. I, I spoke over this child that I didn't know if it, it existed or not. Uh, little did I know, well, about two month, about a month later, uh, I, I got a phone call from them. And it turns out they had been trying to have a baby uh, she had been told that she probably would never be able to be pre- get pregnant. Mm. They had pretty much given up hope. And what they didn't realize that she was actually a few weeks pregnant wow. there at youth camp. And so and she didn't know about it. She had no clue that neither one of them knew that she was pregnant. And so the so Lord had me go speak a word over this child that he knew. Yeah existed but they didn't even know she had they had already given up hope and so so, so the holy spirit has given you a word of knowledge i i'd received a word of knowledge but but i had to in that situation when i was arguing with god i didn't want to do it you had to discern. well well number one i had to figure out okay well the enemy's not telling me to do this because the enemy's not going to have me go bless a child right mm-hmm. you know 
Which, um, which with these types of things, it is actually sometimes difficult to kind of discern. Sure. Like, because, like, speaking certain things over people that might be dodgy and might actually cause more confusion. Sure. Confusion, actually. Sure, absolutely. Well, then, secondly, I had to, okay, is this really me? Is this just my mind yeah. creating something? Well, I, I quickly determined, well, no, because I really don't want to go talk, to, like, especially to this lady, you know? That's, that's my number one go to think. <laughs> is it me or not? No, I don't really want to do that. Darn it, it must be God. Yeah, that's right. It's like, ah. Uh. And so finally I determined, all right, fine, God, I think it's you, but man, can't you just tell him? You know? <laughs> anyway, but it turns out they were they were so thrilled and so so blessed and thankful. And and, and it, it really was a beautiful thing. And and uh, awesome. so, yeah, I mean, that, that was just kind of real life. Okay, how do I tell? And that, like I said, that's probably an oversimplification, but uh, that's a good place to start. And then the whole, as you grow with the Holy Spirit, you'll you'll learn to sense him you'll yeah. know it's him yeah and it's it's practice as well keep li- practicing to learn to listen to his spirit yeah uh what becca always says when she's giving prophecies to people she says i might be wrong but i'm okay with that because i'd rather rather be wrong and god telling me then that i was wrong yeah and i'm not saying it and somebody missing, yeah. missing out on something god might be saying to them that's right that's right i mean you've 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 just got to learn to start stepping out of the boat and, yeah and you know we can we can bash peter all we want because he he took his eyes off jesus and sunk and sometimes we'll do that and trying to operate with the holy spirit you know sometimes we're gonna get it wrong maybe yeah but the whole point is he still walked on water. How many of us can actually say that? He still walked on water. Just, so it, Jesus, yeah, yeah. it yeah. worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so. how, how does this principle apply if I, for like non-spiritual things, like trivial things like, oh, should I buy this house or not? What's the truth in that? How can I find the truth in that? Well, the, that's the, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I made mention of that, that, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Bible says that he reveal he searches all things. He reveals all things, so that's even terrestrial, everyday life situation you know, things, such as and I and I even said that Sunday I talked about buying a house, you know mm-hmm. that it, well if I wanted to buy a house, you know well I could read the Word of God till I'm blue in the face and I'm not yeah. necessarily going to find the answer per se. Jumps David, thou shalt buy a house. I mean it's not necessarily going to say that, but the Holy Spirit, if if I'm looking at a house, okay, is this the house I'm supposed to buy? I can ask him and, and he can confirm it. And, and, and if I ask him, he will, he will give you, he'll give you scripture for it that, and it, and it it will be the spirit of the scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, it it will be, uh, the principle of the scripture. It may not be the literal translation of, you know, you know, David, thou shalt buy the blue house on, you know, whatever street or whatever. But but it will be enough of a principle that anything that the Holy Spirit does, He'll back up with the Word of God, mm-hmm. uh, at least the spirit of the Word of God, or the uh, you know the 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 pattern of the Word of God. So, uh, but but that's what you need the Holy Spirit for is is the Word of God gives you the foundation to live your life by, and the principles to live your life by. But then you, the Holy Spirit helps you apply it to every situation of your life so 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 if i have these two voices in my head or voice a says i should buy this house because reasons a b and c and i should voice two says no i shouldn't buy this house because reasons c uh, d e and f 
the Holy Spirit would kind of highlight which of those motives are maybe yes. Um, yes. fleshly motives and which ones are actually godly motives. Yes, absolutely. Because ultimately all of our decisions should be to glorify God. And absolutely. if all decisions are not backed up by that, then the, the Holy Spirit will highlight that. Absolutely. And there, that's uh, th- those are times that you have to wait on the Lord a little bit, you know. Uh, you have to just step back and go, all right, God, which one? Show yeah. it to me. And and usually, usually truth will prevail. Yeah. That the truth of how what you're supposed to do in your life will prevail. And and usually, so. and usually, God will do everything for His own glory. Oh, so, absolutely. So it'll not be a decision that ultimately brings you glory. No, no, it'll or bring Him glory. glory. It'll bring Him glory. Absolutely. Yes. And you've just mentioned um, about the Bible that we won't find always the all the answers that we need in our in the Bible. Does that mean that we have sometimes misunderstood what the purpose of the Bible is? Is it not a one-on-one guide, how to live your life guide? Yeah, it's it it, it is absolutely a how how to live your life. You know, this this is the uh, you know here are the principles by which to live your life. Here are the principles by which to live for God. Mm-hmm. Here are the principles by which He has reclaimed you redeemed you so it's more about principles instead of step-by-step instructions yeah it's it's there are some things in the bible that you're you're going to be able to go oh if i do this then god will do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know okay but but yeah for every day uh you know um who am i supposed to marry uh what am i supposed to name my children what shirt Uh, am i supposed to wear yeah what (laughs) shirt am i going to wear how how should i eat you know what should i eat today uh should i buy this car you know, should I sell this piece of property? Uh, should I should I look for a new job? Should I stay at this job? You know, all those things. Um, you know, the Bible's not going to come out and say, you know, if your boss won't do this, then yes, you <laughs> shall find a new job. You know, it's it's. But those are things that the Holy Spirit will take all of those wonderful principles. Uh, that are taught in the word of God and all those wonderful truths. And he'll show you how to apply it to every situation in your life um, and give you peace about it. Yeah. You know? And some people might not even think about asking the spirit about some of these trivial things about what to wear or if I, what I should do at work or what should sure. I eat. Like, would you encourage us to do, like, it, it would almost look like we are all madmen then when we start <laughs> constantly talking to God well, you know, to, to the world, to the world, all these things are foolishness, you know, uh, and, and matter of fact, Jesus said that the world doesn't know the Holy Spirit because they're not looking for him. You know, they're not looking for called in help. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, the world teaches quite the opposite. You know, you're the master of your destiny. Uh, you know, you're, you're the one who's in control. Uh, you live your life for yourself, especially at Western culture. You know, you got to look out for number one, look out for you. No one else is going to look out for you. Uh, and so it's almost contrary, even here in America where, man, I'm an, I'm an American. Don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I want. I'm free. And, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden here we are saying, no, we have an advocate. We've got called in help. Um, who cares about matter of fact says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. So what cares do you have in life? For me, that's every decision I want to make. Mm. Uh, I, I don't mind asking the Holy spirit. Uh, if I want to be led by him, I want his input in, in every area. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, uh, it says, lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Mm. And he'll direct your path. Uh, you know, there's there's 
uh, even today, uh, I, I spent about 20 minutes in here just, just praying about some, uh, uh, some options that I have with something in my life that, I, that I'm looking at. And yeah, by my natural understanding, I would sit there and go, oh, this makes really good sense and this would be a wise choice to make. But but I, I understand that sometimes my natural understanding, I don't see the big picture. I only mm. see what's in front of me. Yet the Holy Spirit searches all things, the Bible says, mm. and reveals reveals truth to us. So, yeah, I took it to him. Mm. The Holy Spirit, this is what I'm seeing. Am I seeing it correctly? You tell me. You show me what, tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, because he's only going to speak what the Father says. Yeah. And I, and I want to know what the father, I want to know mm. what he has to say about my life. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, even if it's something simple, yeah, Hey, what, what should I wear today, Lord? And, uh, you know, Hey, what, what should I eat today? Uh, you know, some folks may want to roll their eyes at that. No, I don't care. Let them, uh, mm-hmm. all I know is I want every part of my life to be led by the Holy spirit. Mm. You know, if, if, if I'm going to make a decision, I want it, I want it to be what I felt that he said to me. Yeah. Yeah, and as more we do it, even with those little decisions, as more we'll be sure that we get it right more often than we get it wrong. And yeah, we're absolutely. Ultimate, we're ultimately living a godly life, a life that pleases Him. Absolutely. Because that's what we set our, all our hearts to. And if we do it with all of the, these small decisions, we're really showing God, I care so much about you that with every single small detail, I want to give it to you, God. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really powerful and really beautiful in a way that worthy of living a life really <laughs> yeah yeah it's and and that's why you know i was talking about sunday it's not it's not the, the holy spirit is not an it it the holy spirit is you know we we refer to him as a he uh although it's genderless you know there's there's several authors that uh, that have and theologians that will actually say that the holy spirit uh, is has more of the feminine qualities of mm-hmm. God. You have God the Father, which mm-hmm. is kind of the masculine, then you know the, the God the Holy Spirit, uh, because the Holy Spirit is a comforter, mm-hmm. it is a provider, it is a um, you know the nurturer, mm-hmm. leads and guides you. So it's it's almost some of the qualities that you think in a mom, you know, uh, and that's the wonderful thing. You know, God created both man and male and female in His image. In His image, so yes. so you know there are God you know, all the wonderful qualities that that women possess mm-hmm. that, that that tend to be more maternal in nature. Although those came straight from God, God Himself. So you know, it, it's it's wonderful to understand that this it's not an it. Mm-hmm. He is very much an active piece of God in your life. It's a divine consciousness, mm-hmm. if you will, an actual consciousness. Uh, I think I think you and I were talking earlier, uh, and I, I said it was a it was a firmware update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you are enabled. You are mm-hmm. you do have the ability to uh, a new feature unlocked. That's right. That's right. It, all of a sudden, uh, your operating system can handle things that you didn't think you could handle before. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good. And I'm really excited over the, for the next few weeks of going deeper about the Holy Spirit and what God has for us through that. And yeah, it's just awesome. Do you want to press out, Pastor Dave? Yes, sir. I sure will. Father, I thank you so much for the gift that you've given us mm-hmm. and this paraclete, this advocate, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I pray that everyone who's listening to this podcast, whether they attend Gathering Church or not, can begin to encounter him, 
could not just experience the indwelling, but also experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit with all the power and all the gifts and all the fruit that comes from such encounters and such interactions. Holy Spirit, teach us to walk with you in a closer way so that we can always hear what the heartbeat of God is. Lead us, direct us, help us to be a spirit-led church and allow us to be opened up to the way you want to move within our life and our hearts. Set us free to be everything we are in Christ Jesus. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And yes, if you have any more questions, send them in. We're going to have the link on the page. And yeah, we just wish you have a good week and uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>